Here we go. Boom. Wow. A Wednesday brew for you, huh? Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 141 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow host's nickname at his ghost of past jobs is Departed Deckhand Big Tuck. (laughs) The Departed Man. Uh, Wait, what are you having there? Another little Tomstown thing? Yeah, just another grapefruit clove gin. Oh, I'm having... um... Have you seen this one yet? The Bud Light Next things? I hate you. Why? Is that like some stupid beer energy drink? No, God, no. It's zero carbs, 80 calories, 4% alcohol. Oh, so you mean and water. It, it has no... I like. I bought some of these after I'd kind of been drinking on Sunday. And I was like... I was like... I was talking with Nathan Lane about like, that's a communism night. I was like pounding cigarettes. Um and I was like, these aren't that bad. They're kind of refreshing. And I just had this, like, I haven't had a beer or anything to drink today. I was like, it's like, le- <laughs> it tastes like lemon water. That's like carbonated. Uh, it doesn't sound pleasant. No, it's not. Uh, but let me tell you something about pleasant. So uh, things continue to go good with the the coach calf, as we've made mention of on the podcast. That's, that's not a redacted name. That one's fine. I got cleared. So... <laughs> I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get in the story, the real story, because anyways, we're moving along. The point being is this: is we are officially exclusive. I am not dating anyone else. Oh I wow! Off the dating profile. So get that going. Can you believe it? Wow! Oh wow! Do you have a wow button? I don't. I okay. have me. This is I, you. I, so. I, I, I touch a special place on my arm. Uh, let, let you guys use your it, creative minds. I mean, my weenus. And it just, it just, it just fires there. So. <laughs> That's exciting. That and is then, exciting. Have you ever heard of this band called Bright Eyes? I think so. So, like, we used to make fun of people that would listen to them that pretty much just turned into who I am today. <laughs> and they were they had a show last night, and I had never seen them live. They're kind of like a nasal gazing band, right? Like, they're kind of like, oh, I'm emotional because I'm a kid who's white from Omaha. And I was just expecting – I don't know what I was expecting. Dude – they blew the doors off of the show. Oh my god! It was like one of the best shows I ever went to. I couldn't believe it. I was like standing there, literally like a meme with my hands on my head, just being like, "I can't believe this is happening to me right now." Did you like snap download their entire discography? I listened to a lot of them today. A lot of them today. Uh, but I, I also the only other thing I want to say is I just went through the horrible task of organizing all of my rares and bulk and stuff getting ready to go and sling it in richmond it is just the worst (laughs) it sounds like the worst i mean do you think you're going to be able to get up to a duel i don't know i don't know i i know i have so many like i found out i have three copies of burgeoning i'm not using right and i saw piles of phyrexian arenas that i'm happy to trade and a bunch of other stuff so i'm hoping that i can get either most of the way there to one of the lower end ones. But yeah, that's why I was telling people. It's like, I'm not here to trade card for card. I'm here to trade 200 for one, right? Yeah. Or like 4,000 for three or whatever. So basically, basically the person that no booth actually wants to deal with. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm going to go and scope it out. And if it's, if, if I don't get a good feel from there, I'll just, I have them all organized. So I'll just take them to the local place and try to sling them there. That's, that's my big thing. Going to Richmond uh, here in a couple of days. So how are your, how is your week going? Ah, uh, you know, it's I going all like right. Uh, I uh, was able to move on to the final round of interviews Woo! for this other company, which is pretty cool. Very uh, exciting. It, it'll be three separate 
kind of like interviews to be somewhat form a panel. So uh, looking forward to going through that experience, a.k.a. Yeah. not, but I'm happy for a change. Um, Man, you've been interviewing so much. Like, oh I'm my, sure it's exhausting. exhausting. Night, right? Yeah. Uh, it really, truly, I think it's like whenever I get to that next place, I'm not going to interview for like a decade. Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, hey, we want to promote you, but you still have to go through the interview process. Like, no, nah, I'm good. No, that's I'm all good. right. Yeah, I'll say I'll uh, just stay right here in the middle. But uh, no, uh, Kenobi episode three came out today. I've already watched oh, it. Oh, came out today? Yep, they come out Wednesdays. They're called Obi-Wan Wednesdays, which it oh, should have been Obi-Wan Wednesday, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Uh, but the episode was great. Once again, I do not give spoilers on here, but we finally get to see Darth Vader in action. And it's good? Uh, it's Rogue One good. I'll put Ooh, it that way. Nice. That's yeah. good. I, I, out of all the shows and everything, I think I've been thinking about it since your review. I think Kenobi is the only one of any of the Marvel or Disney or anything that sounds like the most interesting to me. Yeah, it's great. Um, and honestly, the actress I got for little Leah or Leia, um, she is very Carrie Fisher. It's like Carrie Fisher really? died and like inhabited this little girl's body. <laughs> I'm sure she she was kind of a hippie, so she probably believed in reincarnation. It's probably not that far of a stretch, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's fair. Carrie Fisher <laughs> totally probably believed in reincarnation. Um, but no, that, that was, it was awesome. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the show. They haven't had be... baby Leah or Leia fly through space and really bad CGI in <laughs> a scene that no one wanted. That no, but, but they have done the cool thing where her outfits have been very throwback oh, to sure, Leah. Sure, so sure. like she, like the, this episode, she's been mainly in what Leah wore on indoor. So it's like the green ah, tunic the over. Camo, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then the uh, first one, I think, was like her traditional like white outfit, mm-hmm. very reminiscent of Princess Leia. So that's that's been great, and I've been loving that. Good. Um, and yeah, I've just uh, you know really just been chugging along. Uh, yeah. Been been trying to figure out where we're going to go after the honey or after the wedding, not a honeymoon. Honeymoon's next year. Um, and I think we've settled on we can't go to Mexico because <laughs> the place we want to go to, Tuck, inflation apparently has taken over. Really? They're now they're charging 40% more than they did last year. Don't so you, Don't you have a timeshare or timeshare option? That's with the discount. Oh, it is. Yeah. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it would be something for us just to go to Mexico thousands and thousands of dollars. Ugh. Way, way more. Yeah. We so I've been doing the research. I said this back when I got back from Italy, and I think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to move to Florence at one point because I was looking at it. We can go for the exact same length of time as Cabo, but we can get a villa in uh, Florence for a third of the price. Yeah. The, and that's the with Euro, airfare. The Euro is getting hammered right now. Like it's like with the airfare and everything that I've been oh, reading. Really? That, oh yeah. Like I've been reading that it's going to be cheaper to take international trips to Europe over the summer and over the rest of the year than it is like domestic trips. Wow, that's yeah. Nuts. Believe, believe it, dude. The end of times. But you know what's not at the end of times is our amazing patron community at Patreon.com/slash/CMD Tower. We really do appreciate all the support you guys give there. Dollar, five, fifteen, twenty-five a month, or all the different tiers we have with a variety of different values, soft or actual merchandise. So definitely go check it out. Now, if you're an existing patron member and you would like to uh, invite people to join the collective, we do have a referral program. So just make sure anyone that you recommend to join shoots us a DM in Patreon and we'll be sure to send you some free swag. Now, Big Tuck, question of the week, as it is every week, cmdtower.com slash merch. Are we bug free? 
No, we are not because but I'm I'm trying to add one right now um because there's a few cards that are going to be spiking real soon. So for uh anyone out there that doesn't own one, uh Cryptolith Right is going to be a very expensive card soon. So I'm adding one of those to my uh cart right now, which is going to bring me up to $70. I swear to god, I was at what did I not say I was at 98 at some point? It's okay. Big Tuck just had an aneurysm. Uh, we're actually, he's talking about Abyss Proxy Shop. We were talking about cmdtower.com slash merch. Oh, sorry about that. I did just have an aneurysm. Yes. What was what was the question? Uh, is the website up and running? No, we're still having problems with WordPress and, or sorry, with WooCommerce, but we're continuing to fight the good fight there. All right. And because he did have a memory lapse, we'll now move over to abyssproxyshop.com. <laughs> if you guys use code CMD Tower, that does get you 10% off your order. And it does help the channel out a little bit with kickbacks. And we just heard Tux now apparently at 70 something dollars because it does clear your cart. If you just let stuff sit there, they oh, eventually it does? wipe it. Well, yeah. I mean, that happened to me today. It My did? Cart got cleaned. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess I'm gonna, I guess I have to just swipe. Tomorrow is payday. So there you go. Payday. So Brews of Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, the 12 themes of EDH decks, sometimes a deck gets torn apart, but its essence still lingers with Ghost of Decks Past. Uh, this is going to be all about talking about decks that we've had and deconstructed and then had and then deconstructed and had and deconstructed, and we just don't know where it's going. Uh, but we still, at the heart, describe the brewing of these decks similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. First one's ramp instead of your board state. We call that grains. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. So evidently, uh, our old pals at Bud Light forgot to put them into their next product. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. How do you actually set up and interact with the rest of the board? We call that hops. And hops are a spicy plant that give the beer's patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. How does the deck actually close out or win games, which I don't think this deck can actually do. I don't know. We call that yeast. I, ah, man, I, it's like a 50-50 for me, but yeasts are living microorganisms eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2, adds alcohol content to carbonation without yeast to be drinking flat sugar water, and without yeast cards, aka this Bud Light next, and without yeast cards, your deck would win the goal of actually winning the game. One could argue this is the entire deck. These are just <laughs> random pet cards, maybe synergies that kind of fit. We call that spice. Now every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it. And then to seal off the episode, we are going to have a bottle capping, which are going to be recommendations by Big Tuck to the deck that are under $5, under $50 bucks at a no-budget recommendation. The only restriction is no mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. So like we talked about, guys, this is going to be a new bruise and build segment for Big Tuck and I because we have so many decks. Um, we have done bruise and builds for so many years, <laughs> and we have deconstructed so many decks. Well, he has. I do it on rare occasion. So we always talk about decks of girlfriends past. Well, how about we have a ghosts of decks past? And kicking yes. off tonight is a deck you literally just saw on the CMD Tower <laughs> Twitch stream uh, with my Flashback Savine Jeskai deck. So, today I present to you guys Flashback Lost to Tappy Tap. Uh, we are going to be looking to convert 
my Savine the Chronoclasm deck into a brand new commander from Baldur's Gate, Dynair Invoker Adept. Big Tuck, Ooh. new new uh, gal on the block. Why don't you go I ahead like and her. read her? And by the way, why is she a human wizard? Why isn't she a pirate? There's a pirate ship back there. Because she's a wizard in the game. In Baldur's Gate, she's an invoker. Uh, but yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, colorless, and that's Jeskai. That's a blue, a red, and a white for a 4-4 legendary creature human wizard. That's a rare for 92 cents. She has haste, and she says you may activate abilities of other creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Kind of like um, Thousand Year Elixir. Yes. And then finally, this is where this gets really interesting. So tap, and when you activate an ability this turn by spending four or more mana to activate it, copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. Now, Mr. Combo, do you know the interesting part about Dinah here? Um, That she is using her magic to make some antlers? Yes, uh, that is that is the invoker class of hers, if you will. But her and also a new kind of fan favorite, Minsk, were traveling companions. She oh. was the witch, and he was her berserker companion. So interesting. There you go. Also, for those playing the home game, uh, Minsk never threw boo at anyone. So that's a total flavor fail. Baldur's Gate Commander Fest that I'll be telling everyone at this weekend. So. I know I thought your Jessica deck kind of did the Jessica deck stuff, Jessica I rather, on Monday, right? Yeah. We're controlling the board, drawing a lot of cards, kind of we're getting to some sort of, you know, maybe you're, I mean, you made it longer than I did, uh, but I guess you got got third instead of fourth. So I did like how you took, what, 45 cards? You like made a pile where you're like, these all have to be cut, right? Yeah, so essentially I went through the deck and I said, okay, what's just good Jeskai stuff like mm-hmm. that I've already put in here or loosely would maybe be good for this deck? Sure. And that did include lands. And I ended up with like a pile of 55 to 60 cards. And then I needed to fill out the other 40-ish uh, with cards that would actually be good for Dynair. Right. And what made you cho- what made you chose her? Choose her, chose her, whatever. Uh, I thought, once again, it's preview season, you see it, and it's like, oh, yeah. that seems interesting, getting extra, let's see how broken this can be. And yes, there are some that people have already found that I see on the EDH rec page that I did not already have in here, mainly because of just I didn't see them, so I need to sure. retroactively go add them, but... I don't know. It seemed like something that you could do really broken things with, but on its face, it's not a very broken card because you have to spend four or more more mana to activate it. So unless you're also getting infinite mana, which if you have infinite mana, you should just be able to win the game anyways. Right, right, right. It's like, you know, how can you make this work? And so I think I have some sort of engine in here to where at least I'm doing something on everyone's turn. But is it good? Probably not. Well, and I think it's like, I kind of think it's a fail. Like, I think that spending four or more mana is kind of a weird, it's a very strange restriction, right? Like, I wish there was something where it's like, when you activate a creature's ability that costs any amount of mana, something happens, right? But I don't know, like, I don't know how you build that. Well, maybe, go with me here. Okay. You said she travels around with Mir, or Beer? Minsk. Minsk. Yeah. Um, Travels around with Minsk. Uh, was she going town to town and like doing things and like getting paid? Because I almost look at this as like you have to pay her for mana for her to double the effect. So I actually had to look this up and 
they said that she was sent to the Sword Coast as part of Minsk's Gemma, a journey of self-discovery, during which he must protect her, gaining new insights and experience in distant lands as, sort of, as a sort of rite of passage. So hmm. I don't really think that I don't like they're not like cell swords. I don't. Yeah. Think. Um, and I think she gets like captured. I don't know. It's been a long time since I played the first game. She's not in the second. So I don't. I, that's the other thing for me where it's like there's no real four theme yeah. in the game. Right. She doesn't start at four level fourth level or anything along those lines. Yeah, that's fair. And it, she is a four four and the four mana, the four CMC. So okay. So I kind of you know they should just they wizards, this should be the first card you're like, it's four dollars or it's forty four. That's cents. it. Hard, hard, hard everyone. Hard everyone. Stop. Yeah. Um, so you know, from a deck perspective, the deck mana is way off. Yeah. Uh, little bit. Almost half of my deck is blue, and I got it into the perfect triad. Um, so I definitely if I built this in real life, I'm definitely gonna have to fix it. From a competitive perspective, it's at a 5.5, which I think that's about fair. This is probably maybe as strong as a pre-con. Yeah. It's I, it's I, like, it's casual, right? Yeah. I, I, I think there you could probably shovel in a bunch of ways to make it not casual. But even in the build that you have, where you have a lot of, you have a lot of your like paths to victories already in here. I think that's pretty fair with the power level of her. I will say the way I built it. I never really looked at CMC. I'm at a two seven nine, right? Which I thought was crazy. Wow! Did, I did see that you have a gazillion mana rocks in here, which is critical, right? You have to, you have <laughs> yes. to have like eight. I think you have, you have eighteen, you have eighteen artifacts, and of them, I think only one or two don't net you mana. Maybe three, and then the other ones just like help you get to drawing more of these mana rocks. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, because as you guys will see, even though my CMC is 279, I would actually argue the CMC of the deck's probably 4 to 4 5 because the activated abilities of right. a lot of these guys are 6, 7, 8 mana. And it's just like woof and crackers. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you guys wanted to build this in real life dollars, it just costs you a cool 15 to 1800 bucks. But again, you have two cards in here that is 700 or something close to that. So, really? Yes. Well, I mean, I, obviously Plateau is expensive. What's the other one? The, the two. You have two that are both over 300. Huh. The, the Mr. Combo combo that you put in like every deck. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, if you want to run that, you're out, you're out 600 right there. So, Well, let's go ahead and get into this deck, guys. Oh, and the last thing we'll say. Uh, another thing with... Uh, decks or ghosts of decks past is the reason big tuck is the only one who's going to be doing the bottle capping at the end is because in theory the way this should work is it should be very similar to a say yes to the deck mm -hmm. um, where essentially someone just deconstructed their deck they literally just net decked and built this online and so you know like i just got finished with this today so it's going to be difficult for me to do a bottle capping but i know tuck will come in with all the heaters so just kind of expect that very much like say yes to the deck whoever's deck it is the other person will actually be doing the bottle capping all right Let's get into this. Let's start with Grains and my first card. So I did a little bit of a theme. I, I wanted each of them to, to be something. And this is a one drop that is, I don't even know if it's Draft Fodder, because it costs seven to activate. But here's the thing. Seven mana and could draw six? I like it. Eidolon of Philosophy? It's an interesting, it's an interesting one, for sure. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a single blue. It's a one-two for a penny. Uh, if only I was doing a 99-cent deck. I was going to say, this would be a slam dunk in that, actually. I need to write that down. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so it's an enchantment creature spirit. It's a common, and <laughs> here's what it says. Six colorless blue. Sacrifice Eidolon of Philosophy. Draw three cards. Here's the reason it's only playable in here. I actually look at this. Hey, it's great to play uh, one drop on turn one. Right. You deter getting popped for one mana. Just let me get a taste. Let me get yep, some yep, stuff yep. in. I got a one, two. I could deal with that. Nobody is going to use removal on this. The only no. way it's dying is just a board wipe, which happens. Sure. Uh, you, you can't really plan around that um, all that much. But here's the thing. If I could play this card and pay seven with my commander out seven for six cards. That's not bad. It's not bad. So I guess you're like, you're the big payoff for you on this one. Is that like, is, is that right? It's, it's not every, just like sitting around. It's just like, you're, this is like a burst draw spell effectively, right? Every single activated ability in here is in here because of the commander. Yeah. Because and now there's a few that either don't qualify or probably are fine by right. their own, but yeah, 98% of these activated abilities are trash without the commander. Sure. Agreed on that. Um, this is actually the card that I, that I peeked at first when you, when you got the deck list over to me. So it's an interesting one. I, I have, I do, I like the idea of it. I don't love the fact that it's only a, it's only a one-time go, right? That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, but like, I, it's, it's interesting to plop down. Like you said, it's the one, two, which is huge. Um, so yeah, like I think that was the one where I was like, oh, I see what he's doing here. Like I didn't even have to look at the commander. <laughs> well, and I will say this, guys, I really restricted myself because initially I was just looking at creatures. It is right. just activate an ability this turn by spending four or more mana. So enchantments, artifacts. So there's a whole segment of stuff that I didn't even think about putting in here. Um, so, you know, very much this card could get swapped for an artifact or enchantment that does it better. Sure. And um do you so this is like just kind of like because like there are things like training grounds right where it's like yep. activated abilities cost two less because there could be a there could be a build of this where it's like sure everything is over costed but like with training ground that's going to be like the centerpiece of the deck I'm going to find out ways to get that or some sort of some other abilities that do that so you're playing over costed activated abilities that are going to be under costed but still over four issue there is then you almost have to make the average cmc of your activated ability six yeah exactly because what because right? there's actually a card in here that the activated ability reduces over time maybe we'll talk about it Ooh. and once it dips below four she doesn't work with it yeah exactly so it's a it's a it's a really thin line that you have to yep. that you have to tightrope on right you got it well tuck What's your first green card in this hot pile of trash did you intentionally put in like every three drop mana rock in here just to prove a point because you, uh, you, you have a you have a bunch, <laughs> and I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually, to be honest with you. Because I th I think this is, these are really interesting. So there's a bunch that just got printed with Commander Legends, um, and the one I want to talk about is going to reveal the strategy of this deck. Oh, are you ready? Yeah, go. Oh, it's me. Okay, Lantern revealing. So I want to bring this up because now we have all these different options in these things, right? So three colorless artifact, tap, add one mana, any color. Squee, I know you don't listen to us anymore, but you can go ahead and suck on this one because there's no there. You can you cannot play Manalith anymore, right? Like no. there's just no option. Um, so three colorless tap, add one mana, any color. But I like this one. Four colorless tap. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. 
if you don't put it, put the card onto the battlefield, you may put it on the bottom of your library. So for me, I think like the big argument with like Commander Spheres, it just draws you a card, right? That's one time, right? So there's times where you're like, I really wish I could use this for two turns, but I really need the card draw, so I'm out. So I think even in a vacuum, obviously doubling this and potentially getting two lands in a Jeskai deck is humongous, right? Yeah. Grind two isn't bad either. But I, what do you think about like, do you put this in a deck that's more mana hungry over a commander sphere because you have the option to find that land? No, only the only way I'm putting it in a deck that's mana hungry and I've used all the other options and then I'm down yep. to this is if I have top deck at least manipulation or I can look at it or something because right, yeah. imagine how much it would suck to spend four mana to peak and it's like I kind of need this card on top but it's also not a land and I need right. a land. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to feel real bad, you know, putting lightning greaves on the bottom when you really need to be able to protect your commander, but you're missing another color yep. to be able to make your thing work. So I don't agree with that, but I think in land hungry decks, uh, I would say 45 plus lands in the land count. Oh, sure. Probably, you know, you got a one and two shot of getting it. I'd say that's yep. fine. And usually those decks produce enough mana that the four is no big deal. Yep. You're not uh, time walking it, yourself, right? For exactly. Turn, sure. But I'm looking at it here. It's really pay four, do it twice. Yeah. And, and I think that's good enough to be in the deck. Mm -hmm. I totally agree on that. Okay. So we, we talked about my weird card draw. We also mentioned my CMC earlier a little bit. Well, this Dean is, uh, I thought, very, very cute. Three, two, one. Plar. Plar Dean Chaos. Colorless red legendary creature orc shaman. It's a rare. It's a two-two. You? How about you read the front? I read the back. Oh, I wasn't even going to read the back because I don't think I'm ever going to play it. But uh, let's read. Let's do it. Okay. Plarg, Dean of Chaos. He taps, discard a card, draw a card, or let's do it twice. Seems sure. pretty good. But here's why he's in the deck. <sighs> Four colorless red tap. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-legendary, non-land card, CMC three or less. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost, but all revealed cards not cast this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, I don't know if you guys will go on to tap down and look at this deck, but if you take out the lands, yeah, bulk <laughs> of the deck is CMC three or less. Three or less. So right. I'm casting free stuff uh, for five mana. I love that. Yeah, and like you hit like this is a way that you can double hit. You can double hit mana rocks, right? How sweet would that be, right? Oh man, that'd be your, epic. Your creatures. Um, I will say the the other side of it does have the whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. I don't think you're going to be living in the red zone an awful ton in here. Um, at least not till like we get into some of the yeast cards, but at least that's something to do if you just want to spice it up a little bit. But yeah, that, that second ability is awesome. Yeah, and I mean, actually, how does that... Mm, are you talking about a certain Titan that's hungry for three CMC stuff? Uh, I am not. But okay. that, that does work I, really I, well with that. Well, I'm not either. So my question, though, Sun Titan, he's in the deck. He's in a grain. I think he's great in here. Yeah. Targets, because Plarg is the face-up card in the graveyard. D is it always Plarg? It always comes back as Plarg. You can never have the option to have it be the cleric. Oh, boy. Or do you have the option to make it be Augusta? Because that's also 3 CMC. I think it has to be Plarg, right? I think it has to be Plarg, too. So... The, the reason I was asking is, do you think the play is, depending on your tap, untap shenanigans, do you always play Augusta first? 
Because when oh. she dies, it goes to the graveyard as Plarg, and then you just get them later. Maybe, yeah. I think it's I think it's situationally dependent. Um, and it, like if you want to get into the red zone later with some of your East cards, you might want that option too. But I think to your point, like the front side of it is such a big slam dunk and is going to work so well for the for getting this so skyrocketing value in this deck. Mm. That, that's pretty much where you're going to be at. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Tuck. Give us your last. A greeny card. I think this card may end up being a yeast because I think you can go infinite with it, sort of. Are we talking about a very bad Eldrazi that never gets played? Yes, yes, we absolutely yes! are. <laughs> Wait, ready? Three, two, one. Spawn Ulamog. I'll, I'll read this one out. So 10 colors for a creature Eldrazi that's a 7-Eleven. It's Slurpy Day. Uh, and seven dollars and seventy cents for some reason. I guess maybe for Legacy. Who knows? Uh, may- maybe I'll buy it once it hits seven dollars and eleven cents. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Annihilate. It's posted for six dollars. You're like, I'm only paying seven eleven for this. Like that's what I'm paying <laughs> you for it. I don't care about shipping or anything. So it doesn't have Annihilator one. That's that does matter, right? On yeah. the big body. And then it's got what is that? Twenty cast any yep. number for twenty cast any number of Aldrazi cards you own from outside the game without paying their mana costs. Illegal. Illegal illegal uh but four colorless no tap which is the crazy part right four colors put two zero one colorless aldrazi spawn creature tokens onto the battlefield excuse me they have sacrifice this creature add one to your mana pool so if you can somehow there's some rig and roll here where you can just have unlimited aldrazi spawns entering the battlefield right and what blew (laughs) my mind here is I, uh, we'll get. To, I think you're going to talk about a card later, so I won't get into it. But there's one card that is like you in a nutshell that is suspiciously missing from this, and I don't know why. Yeah, I honestly i I didn't want to put it in for tonight. We okay. all know what it is. Did, or did you do it in your bottle capping? No, Alter of the Brood. I didn't put Alter of the Brood in the initial list. It does need to be in the list because there are a couple cards where I can mill everyone out infinitely. But the reason I didn't put it in is because it is so blatantly obvious. I figured (laughs) let's stick with the... Because, like, really where I need discussion around this deck is the activated ability piece. So if we we take Ultra the Brood out of this, I love Spine Sire of Ulamog because this is infinite. Now, here's the thing... You have to have ways to be able to untap your commander, so that way she could target target Sponsire yep. again. And then you would need something to get use out of that. And there right. are cards later. So even though Alter isn't here, there are other, let's say, ETB effects that will mm-hmm. pay off handsomely. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Now we're going to head over to the hot profile. Big Tuck. Um, we've been apparently on the same mindset uh, this go-around. I know. Very, very rare. Uh, I'm going to imagine we're going to feel very differently in the the hop section. Okay, because I want to talk about another token producer that doesn't go infinite, but can really clog up the board and then get some punching in on herself. And it's a god who likes to Mm. speak the the truth. And that god is Oketra the True. So three you colors. You can't handle and, the truth. Yeah, you can't handle it. Three colors and a white for legendary creature god. That's a three six. That's a mythic. Double strike, indestructible. It can't attack. She can't attack or block unless you control at least three other creatures. That's fine. Not gonna ha- not a problem. Three colors and a white. No tap. Create one one white warrior creature token with vigilance. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like this card. I this I play this in my mono white deck. I think this card's really strong. And I think this card really solidifies the thing for me where it's like, 
I, I want these effects to be repeatable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and that's why the ones where it's like the sack effects just sure. for me aren't quite as exciting. Um, it makes sense now that you mentioned that you just went the creature build for it. It's like, oh, there's a lot of choices in here that that now yeah. makes complete sense with, which I respect. But even then, like a three six double striker, you have ways to potentially give her evasion. Absolutely, yeah. right? Like you're gonna have you're gonna have three creatures if you activate her once, right? Well, I, I yeah, actually, because you'll already have your commander. But it's three. Oh yeah, you're right. Huh, right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there it is. So I think it's great. I think it's efficient. Like in this deck, I don't know. I thought it was a really good pick. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was the fact this decision is more around. Oketra is a great blocker, and so I do, oh, if, she, if it had been tap, do that. I don't think I could justify her being in the deck. Probably or it, not. It would, no. it, she'd be in a spice then. But the fact that she can be a blocker and still create me tokens to kind of spread out in case someone gets a little too wide for me is exactly why she's in here. Because I definitely see this being a deck that I'm going to be playing four dimensional chess when Dinahair is untapped. But as soon right. as she's tapped, I'm down to checkers. <laughs> like yeah, I am right. <laughs> simple. I got nothing really to think yeah. about. Uh, you guys just kind of sure. go. So that that's kind of why I like her is because while I have Dinah hair, I'm tapped. I am still doing what I enjoy, which is that what are you doing? Are we playing each other? We can kind of do this game because I, I feel like if you never if you don't use Dinah hair ability on a rotation, you have missed. You, yes, so, correct. Bare minimum with her at least. I got blockers and I can make some uh, additional bodies. You know. For when the time is needed, hundred hundred percent, and and we'll get my next one. I think I'm gonna put that in my thought catalog because I think that plays perfectly into my next pick too. Cool. Well, my first one. So this will kind of fit in very well with my Eidolon, where you're kind of like, huh? So this one's in here because with my commander's ability, I'm gaining seven life as people are coming in to attack me because anointed chorister, I think is sneaky good. Yes. Single white, 1-1, one, one, creature human cleric with lifelink. But four colorless white, anointed Coyster gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Which with my commander, getting sure. plus six. So I think this is a great one to have in. Once again, early, I can get in for chip damage, gain a little bit of life. Right. Eventually, I'm going to hold it back as a blocker because it can't get through as an attacker. And people are going to forget. They're yeah. just... It's, yeah. Oh, you got a 1-1, one, one, I'm going in. Oh, your commander's untapped, but uh, it's a 1-1, one, one, whatever. And then it's like, okay, well, I will pay 5. It will become a 7-7. Seven, seven. Nine times out of 10, I'm probably killing their creature. Yep. But the worst case scenario, I prevented damage, and I gained 7 life. And you can do that. If you have the mana left over, you can do that, right? Like, you can do mm-hmm. it multiple times. I mean, that's... 10 mana, which uh, who knows, but you got there, you got there pretty easily with Savine with a, like a lot of your support cards. Hey, so. hey uh, that's a 10 mana 10 10 right there. There it is with lifelink <laughs> nonetheless. All right. Well, what is your next card that's apparently going to play in really well with Oketra? So this is one that's more of a, the control build of this, right? And okay. I really see this, I really see this deck as being like, I think her having haste is nice, but I really see this as a deck which you like where you're reactionary, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm gonna, I want as many options as to answer threats that I can. And that's why this warder that's gonna be able to do a little counterspelling. Oh, yeah. Is gonna be able to get there. You ready? Yep. Three, three, two, one. Ghostlit warder. Colorless in a blue for a creature spirit that's a 1 1, not flying because Kamigawa is stupid. Three colorless in a blue, tap counter target spell unless its controller pays two. 
Then it also has channel, three colors and a blue, discard it from your hand, uh, counter target spell unless the controller pays four. So for me, this, I think like if you compare Oketra and Ghostlit, this is like exactly where you want to be, right? Like I'm untapped. I got my mana open. Yep. You can always do something, right? Counter a spell if you need to, right? Mm-hmm. Or just create the warriors. I think that's where if if my understanding of your play style over the years that we've been playing together matches up and lines up, that's like Magic Christmas Land for you, right? I'm not going to do anything on my turn. I'm just going to untap, draw, play my land, go, and be able to answer any threat that comes through. Yeah, my my Magical Christmas Land is not seeing the things that I've invested in get destroyed from like a yes. mana perspective. So being able to be reactionary and just passing on my turn and doing stuff at the end of the previous person to me's turn is great is because I know I, at least the mana that I'm going to invest in that rotation is going to stay for the most yeah. part. Um, so yeah, I love Ghostlit Warder. I think it's super smart with all the uh, three CMC or less recursions I have in the deck. I can right. channel it for the four to target from or uh, counter from my hand and then have one of my few ways to bring those cards back because it is only two CMC to cast it, bring it back out to the battlefield. And then, yeah, I mean, four mana for a counter unless they pay four. It's it's an expensive counter that, spell. That adds up, right? Like at worst case scenario, you stop someone dead in their tracks, right? They play their yep. big spell, they're willing to pay four. They're not gonna have any mana left over to do anything on yep. their turn. So fine. Like, even if it is just a tax, it's still a tax that's brack break. Yes. And if you guys think about it, if if they're casting the big thing because they have the follow-up haymaker, they need that extra mana. And if they're like, mm, no, it can go ahead and you can go ahead and counter it, then it's like, okay, we knew that we stopped them from the big scary yeah. thing. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's a very very cool card. All right, my last one is another one that might be considered bad in most playgroups, possibly even draft shaft. But this priest can help me with enchantments. Sure, priest of Iros, maybe <laughs> red creature, human cleric. It's a 1-1 one, one, oh, or oh three colorless white. Sacrifice it. Destroy target enchantment. Or destroy two target two. enchantments. The value! Just think, just think of the value. You can't. It can't be beat. Uh, I Again, I just wish this tapped, right? Sacrifice. It's a one-shot. One then you have to go get... You have to go find Sun Titan to go do it again. I get it. I get it though. Like it all, it all makes sense. And I do like it. Um, it's cute because it's those two colors. Again, it's a blocker if you need it, I suppose. It's on yeah. curve in that regards. But yeah, I think I would be really interested if you could build this for a dollar. Like, oh, I, I'm sure you could. You think now, you could, right? It'd be terrible though, but you could build it for a dollar. <laughs> no ramp, just ever, just all payoff cards. Oh, God. I swear, if I didn't have so this good. expensive ass ramp package, I don't think this deck could work. Yeah. I don't even know I, if it can work, but. <laughs> all right. Well, give us your final hop card. It's a quick one because, again, I think people are starting to pick up on how strong this card is. Narset's Reversal, mm. just a complete blowout, right? Double blue for an instant. Copy target instant or sorcery spell, then return it to its owner's hand. You may choose new targets for the copy. You cast this, what, three times in the game on Monday, and every, like, you tell the you held, like, the table hostage yep. for a lot of it, right? Like, you got, ba- you got Bosch from, like, knocking you out. You got someone else from rebuilding his board. Like, I think you cast it maybe three times and every single time it was like so backbreaking and you got the value out of it. Well, and it was funny because I actually, I think I only did it twice, but I actually think both times it was highlighted that it was in my hand. 
Oh, and yeah, both yes, times people it, forgot. Ran right into it. You're yep. like, I know, I got it back, guys. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but I will say this: it's only six bucks. I thought it was more expensive. I yeah. This I mean, this is gonna be one if you don't have it, start pick it up now because I yeah. mean, this it, was like a, a this was like a budget counterspell. You're like, oh, it's even mm-hmm. cheaper than the normal one. Slam dunk. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Then we're going to head over to the yeast and talk about how this deck could potentially win. Well, I know Tuck and I already aligned on this. We're pirates and we steal stuff. Oh, slam dunk. Wait, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> talked about this. Three, two, one. Captivating, Captivating crew. Slam dunk. Uh, yeah. Three colorless and a red for a creature human pirate. It's a 4-3. Three, three colorless and a red. Gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. Taking it twice. I want two of them. I want your, yeah. your commander and something else, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, that's... I don't love the fact that it's that it's, it, it caps out at sorcery speed, right? I mm. think that's kind of weird, but I suppose it makes sense in some regards. Yeah, I mean, you, you would have to do that because then it being a commander card and the broken stuff, that, if you could do like infinite mana, then it's like, okay, I just steal your board beginning of your turn. Mm. Okay, you can't attack me. Okay, start of your turn, I steal your I whole steal board. Your shit, yeah. You can't do anything. Um, I actually was going to say a lot of people look at this card and they say that you shouldn't run it unless you have a sack outlet, some way to get rid of the creatures that you steal. And honestly, I don't think, I don't know from a holistic magic sense if I would disagree with that, but I will say in this deck, four mana get two creatures, totally worth it, even if I'm giving them back. Yeah, and like you just play it smart, right? Like if mm-hmm. there's one person, that, if the person to your right is running away from it, you just take it from him, right? And then what? He has to wait two turns to have his best creatures that are down. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see it being really good in a sack deck like this. I was, I still have the, this in a pile for my Silva dra- dragon claw that I've been working on for like three years um, that I just keep forgetting that I have. So yeah, like I said, the value out of here is insane. This is a total yeast in here because you're going to be winning. So gonna, if you can't win with your own deck, you might as well win with someone else's. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Tuck, what is your next yeast card? I this was the boogeyman of my playgroup in Fort Collins drink because for such a paltry amount you can take anything for seven mana it's it's like uh it's like Olivia Voldaren right except yeah. with artifacts so uh Memnarch just a blowout seven mana for legendary artifact creature wizard are oddly sure not robot or construct but whatever that's a four or five for around eight dollars. A colorless double blue target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. And then three colorless and a blue gain control of target artifact. Like here's your ramp package, right? Get this thing yeah. out as fast as you possibly can. And then you start stealing mana rocks and you don't have to worry about anything ever again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so I great. Mean, you know? Yeah. I wish, I wish that it was four mana to ha- so that I could make two permanent artifacts. And then the oh. four would also steal two. <laughs> Said no but- one ever about Memnarch. I wish it cost more. <laughs> Could guys, can, we, can, can I choose yeah. to make it cost more? Would that be right. all right? Uh, yeah, no. Memnarch, absolute badass in now, this deck. I know the Vorthos nerds out there, hashtag suck it, are probably going to come and tell me, but do you know what mythical artifact the Memnarch has in that giant brain of his? Uh, isn't that the Cage Sun? Close. It's the Mirari. Oh, the Mirari. Yeah, go. I think Karn turned him into something from the Mirari. I don't know. Yep. Sir Brian can tell you all about it. 
All right. Well, my next one is the one I alluded to earlier, where I can only get this effect a couple times doubled with my commander because it's just going to keep getting cheaper to do. A uh, very cute boast card. Oh, really? Yeah. Three, Why two, not? one. Dragon King Dragon Berserker. King Berserker. <laughs> Colorless red creature human Berserker. Rare 2-2 two, two with first strike. Boast abilities you activate cost one last activate for each dragon you control. And boast uh, for colorless red. Create a 5-5 five, five red dragon creature token with flying. Activate this ability only if this creature attack this turn and only once each turn. Now, did you look into making this a boast tribal deck on top of everything no. else? No, <laughs> no, you're not, not. you're not. You're not going that deep. No, no. I yeah, I think this is cute. I think this is. I think it is funny that you end up getting priced out pretty quick. Like, yeah. wait, what is it? The first time you activate it? Yep. <laughs> well, like, but that doesn't matter because then you're just now you're going to start attacking and blocking with these dragons, right? So yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess you kind of look at it this way. It's either boast eventually costs three then it's just one or you're constantly eating up removal spells Mm -hmm. you're constantly eating up uh attackers you're in the red zone forcing them to use blockers so if you're always paying five it's like i'm I'm okay with that sure but here's the kicker i don't have a lot of ways to make things unblockable he is a tutu and this guy is the one that has to attack to do it so he can very easily die I mean, yeah, but I think you there's there's might be another card in here that you're talking about that I think is super cutesies, but that's that's it for me. Dragonkin was my last pick. Well, you know what my last pick is? I've tried to slam it in every single deck you own. The da, the da. Co- the the combo da, da. intruder alarm. <laughs> this is literally when when I first saw this, I was like, he's gonna be so happy because I'm gonna be able to we're gonna be able to intruder alarm him right into the game. Uh, so intruder alarm guys two colorless blue enchantment uh, creatures don't it's untap $20? controllers untap steps uh, yeah for the foil mystery booster aye, aye, aye. Uh, and then whenever a creature comes into play untap all creatures so do you you still have loops in here right kind of because you have all the that you have to have all the mirrors that you have well, only two of the mirrors. I only have two mirrors. Uh, they each tap for mana. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find the other mirrors, and for some reason, I was having issues trying to find them online. Uh, but there's one I for have... every color. So, so here's the thing: the the combo we can't talk about yet because part of it's in the spice package. So, why don't we head over to the spice package and uh, Big Tuck, give us your spice. I don't know how this is. Oh, I kind of, I kind of understand now. But um, this to me could be a yeast. But I guess it depends because I don't know how consistently you're going to be able to do the second. Oh my god! I think we did this. Three, two, one. Goro, 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 Goro disciple. Goro, Goro. Yeah. You see, yeah, this card's amazing. <laughs> But oh. I'm the same thing. I don't know if I'll be able to consistently get it. How many? Okay, you look up how many targets that you have. Because um, okay, so uh, Goro Goro Disciple of UC is a colorless and a red for legendary creature Goblin Samurai. That's a two two for thirty cents. Uh, two abilities, one red creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. Awesome, uh, really strong haste enabler there. And then finally, three colorless black or black black three colorless red red create a five five red dragon spirit creature token with flying. Activate only if you control an attacking modified creature. So uh, you just have to do it with equipment. So I only have two equipments. In oh the deck. wow! And uh, 
Pause for effect. Wow, he's he's really he's really thinking, folks. I know you can't see him anymore, but he's really he's really mulling over something. Are you like reading the news right now? <laughs> what are you What are you doing? There's not a single thing in here that gives plus one counters. So oh, I literally okay, have right. two equipments. <laughs> so a little bit of an edge lord there, but I still like the haste bit of him. Um, oh, I see. And the two equipments for those playing the home game, I just realized is lightning greaves and swift foot boots. But maybe perhaps there's like a creature that can tap for five mana and you put a one nope. counter on everything. Already, well, out there in the world, yes. yes. Uh, in the deck, no. <laughs> no. So I still think this card rules. I think this card could really be a linchpin of the deck in the yeast package. You might just need to play around a little bit more with the modified clause. The only reason it's in the spice package and not just not in the deck at all is because <laughs> I look at this as a backup at the commander if I need to be able to give all my creatures haste to sure. do the stuff. Yep. So, yep. you know, I might not be able to double it, but at least they have the haste. You, for can, one you can do the bit. Sure. So, absolutely. Okay. So, here was my rigmarole combo that I was talking about. So, I got, I got the two mirrors in here. I think one that taps for white and one that taps for any color. Yep. And then I have mana, mana echoes. Right. So yes, with, yes. with with mana echoes and <clears throat> like oh um spawn of Ulamog and, right. and, and kind of like doing those types of effects, I can with my commander, you know, do the ability, spawn, you know, all the tokens come in, that gives me four intruder alarm triggers, that's mana echoes triggers, that gives me mana, then you know, I'm able to like pour that mana into like one of those activated abilities to draw some cards and sure. then I, I do the rigmarole again because everything untaps mm -hmm. and I could tap them for mana and spawn makes me the things. And so that's, that's kind of, and mana echoes gives me things. So that's right. somewhat that kind of rude Goldberg machine is I need mana echoes. I need an intruder alarm. I need my commander and I need the two mirrors. You need, that you need, you need everything to like much. It, yeah. It's like, I need all of that. And then it's like whatever you want to do for like your win. And it's like, yes, I could win in theory with Ultra of the Brute that way sure. or uh, Impact Trimmers that way. Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of things. Um, I just, you know, didn't do that for this goal. Right, right, right. I got but now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And Big Tuck, you got uh, a few cuts and ads for me. Why don't you shoot them my way? Okay, so three of them have to deal with the creature sacrificing themselves, uh, which is the one that just didn't make the most sense. So we're going to start with the one that we, we hinted up front. So uh, I am first going to cut the Eidolon of, of Philosophy. I like the idea that you have the seven burst draw there, but I just feel like, and it makes sense now, especially that you've described that this, is a, this was a creature build, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you scoured the internet trying to find things that were four or more that are just creatures. For me, I think, I'd, I think there's an argument to be made of like seven mana to draw the six is pretty solid i just wish it did a little bit more when you weren't doing that right no no that's totally fair oh okay that's it okay so how would you like to take a lot of extra turns you're already running on unwinding clock and this is a card that is so powerful that people including oob had to cut it out of his bullshit mono red artifact deck but magistrate scepter could get out of hand real quick. So three colorless for an artifact is about 42 cents. Four colorless tap. Put a charge counter on Magistrate oh my God. Scepter. Tap. Remove three charge counters from Magistrate Scepter. Take an extra turn after this one. You already have Unwinding Clock in there, right? 
So you can almost with all the mana that you're gonna be able to generate out of your tokens, as long as you find out a way to untap your commander, you can kind of go take infinite turns. Not almost infinite, but kind of close. Regardless of that, I still how, but it's still sweet to be like, okay, I have another outlet for mana that can ultimately yeah. net me another turn after I do it twice. I think this does get me infinite extra turns. Because uh, what'll end up happening is you do it twice, it gets doubled, so you're at four. Right. Yeah. You yeah. remove three, you get two extra turns, and then those two turns you end up adding oh, four, and then right. you remove three. Yeah, because you're always netting one. Right. So, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You do end up. You can't go infinite, right? Yeah. There you ah, go. Yes, I do it. <laughs> wow, that's disgusting. Literally, I'm, literally, it's. I need uh, to be able to produce four mana from Mana Rocks, this and my commander. And it, it and if I have Unwinding Clock, I can do it on my on the opponent immediately right. after me. Without it, it just takes me uh, a third upkeep. Exactly. See? It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I, thought you, I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd like it. And then you might be asking, well, how do I untap my commander to be able to do this even more degenerately and not even have to worry <laughs> about Unwinding Clock? So for similar reasons, I'm cutting the priest of Iroas. I, did, okay. I it's a good effect. I just hate that you sacrifice it, right? Um, and instead, I'm going to put in. You could kind of do this one of two ways. I went with this one because I like it's a little more more flexible. What you do is then you play the ten dollar Pemins Aura. That's P M M I N S I N apostrophe. Oh, yep. Colus and blue blue for an enchantment aura. You enchant a creature for one blue. It untaps for one blue. It gains flying until in a turn. And then for one uh, blue, it uh, gains Shroud until end of turn. And then for one colorless, it gets plus one or minus one or minus one or plus one until end of turn. The last, the middle one and the last one don't really matter. But yeah. now you can really turn on these repeatable effects by being able to untap your commander, right? And I checked, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that I'm reading her is it says you're next, which means that you might be able to do this multiple times in a turn, right? Mm-hmm. So again, back to the magistrate, back to the magistrate scepter, you might be able to do that. Well, I guess you have to figure out a way to untap it, right? There's a whole, I saw a whole thing when I was looking into this. A lot of people are running like untap target artifact, untap target creature rigmaroles mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. I was like, I just don't want to get that far into it. It looks like you have something to say. It looks like you have something to say. Um, you're, you're just making my brain hurt. My goodness. All these combos uh, i thought this deck was it's, garbage is this what you want are, uh, you not now, are you not entertained i feel like i can get lab man in here now that get would be great there's, a, there's my bonus one is one that i like fell out of my chair when i saw that you didn't have it in here so well let's get to your no budget before sure. your bonus what's that so you, you've been killing it so far oh really good um okay so sora timey sphere seer I like, I see where you're going with this. And it's I like real it. sweaty. It's so sweaty. So four <laughs> colors and a blue for a creature of a folk wizard. I almost ran a wizard package in here too, but I was, I went and looked through it again. You only have like three and this is one of them, including your commander. Uh, uh, Cause there's like a lot of like untapped shenanigans with wizards. So two, three flyer. So for four, you can return two lands you control to their owner's hand. You discard your hand and then draw that many cards. So hypothetically, you get to you could pay for return four, discard your hand twice, and draw that many cards, right? 
Well, I don't think that's the way that the commander works. Um, I didn't do the research into it. Oh, but it's like, not the cost. It's the effect. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you're right. So, so it would still be four return two lands, but then I discard my then you hand. Win, then, then you windfall yourself twice? Twice, yeah. I, I mean, like, but this is where, this is where like, this is coincidentally, I feel like you've built a girlfriend's past because you're playing with like cards that sacrifice themselves, right? So it's like, oh, you're just doing a reanimation thing. Or oh. if you're doing like mass draw and discard, then that would also be a blowout, right? Like with, yeah. uh, uh, what's it called? The little guy that whenever you draw a card, it deals one damage to each opponent. Oh, uh, um, the artifact creature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it costs that five. guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, so, like, <laughs> if you're running him, then, like, yeah, this card is, like, the best card in the deck, right? Because you're just sure. going to draw yourself out and kill your opponents. That's Maybe worth having it in there. But it, is, it, it was just a little too sweaty. And, it, and I'm picking on another one. In I try not to pick on the spice package, but luckily you gave me a lot of options to go with. <laughs> uh, so this is a new one uh, that I think has some pretty interesting abilities on it. So I think that Wand of Wonder could have some interesting play in here. So, uh, and also that you're going to like this because it's three colors and a red for an artifact, four colorless tap, roll a D 20. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card, then shuffles the rest into their library. You may cast up to X instant or sorcery spells from among cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. Uh, one to nine X is one 10 to 19 X is two 20 X is three. Right? So, Sure, r- just run it out, right? The thing, sure. there's also Chaos Wand, which is the same sort of activated ability, but I like how this is all your opponents. But now you need to go and tell everyone in the KC uh, Facebook Messenger chat to suck it because you're also playing that Vexing Puzzle Box. So now you have your monster payoff for that just by doing what the deck array wants. And for those Hell who don't yeah. Know, Vexing Puzzle Box is a mythic. Three co- Wait, really? Wow. Three colors for an artifact. Um, when you roll one or more dice, put a number of charge counters on Vexing Puzzle Box equal to the result. At tap, add one man of any color, roll a d20, and then tap, remove 100 charge counters from it, search the library for an artifact card, put that card in the battlefield, then shuffle. So, one what else cares about this? So, this is getting real sweaty. What else cares about charge counters? Uh, energy counters? Magistrate Scepter. Oh my god. So if there's some way that you put in a card where you can move counters from one thing to another, you could go infinite even faster. What are you doing? Wait, hold on. Magistrate Scepter is charge counters, not yeah. energy. Oh, okay. Right. And Vexing Puzzle Box is also charge counters. So oh. you, tap, you tap Wow. Vexing puzzle box, make a bunch of charge counters, and then figure out some way to move counters from one thing to another, and then take infinite turns with magic. You're, you're, you're getting me into like the the deep, deep sweat box over here. Oh my god, I can't this handle what, it. This is what you like, right? Well, <laughs> what's your what what's your bonus card? You've already said right. you got me a fourth. This is this is the this is the easiest one that I was like blown out of my brains on this. So Diamond Lion. <laughs> am, I missing, am I missing something here? Yeah, Underworld Breach. Underworld Breach? What? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 It's oh, the same oh, thing oh. as LED. Oh. It's just with the creature. Aha, I see. Okay, so then when you... So if you add in your Altar of the Brood, then you make... Okay. Yeah. You, or, really, you or really need it, an Altar of the Brood. <laughs> or it just gets me infinite mana, and then eventually, you know, I can activate an ability a bunch of times. I eventually need to get, like, Labman or something like that in ah. there in case I draw my deck. Um, but I think eventually I probably wouldn't have a hand. 
because I would be trying to cast some right, stuff. Right, right. So, um, yeah, eventually I would just be graveyard focused, and I don't know what I would do with that, but I just thought it was cute because I would get six mana for the discard in my hand. Well, no, because it's it's it doesn't cost four. Wait. Oh, that's right. Fudge. All right. Well, you anyways, get it. it was very, it was very. I like that idea though. I like where you're going with this, right? But how could you have a deck like this? There's a card that you have argued in the past is like a commander staple that is like a slam dunk, no questions asked in here. The card that I hate, alter the brood rare that costs four and just does a bunch of stuff on it. That's an artifact. Trading post? Oh no, 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 no! I, that would be amazing. I guess is trading post good enough in here? What's its last ability? It's four something, right? Yeah. No, no, it's all one. No, with the form engine. Oh, oh god. So, Two colorless tap. It's four color, four colorless for legendary artifact. That's a mythic uh, for seven dollars. Two tap copy target artifact or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. So I guess you could copy Dinah here and get it another one right for two. Is that right? Wait, what? So for two two colorless and tap, you can copy target activated or triggered ability you control. So you can target uh, your commander yes. to target another thing, right? So you could do that. Uh, would believe now the issue would be is technically Dynahair's ability that goes. It's like it's when you next when you next activate an ability this oh, turn yeah. by spending four or more mana. So it's like both of them are going to be there and seeing it. So like I don't know if you'd be able to pick new targets. It might just be the one. Sure, but this is kind of like the same. This is also like a backup sort of commander play sure. a little bit, right? And then three, ca- uh, t- three tap copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. And then finally, most importantly, four tap copy target permanent spell you control. Two permanents. There you go. Right, and then even like, uh, so if you wanted to build this as like the centerpiece in the same scope, like an altar of the brood of some varietals, mm-hmm. then you could. Uh, then you keep in all those. Well, no, that's not really worth it. I was like, you keep in all those one drops, but then you're paying five for two of something that you then have to pay four for. <laughs> so yeah. maybe not the best example, but still, getting two permanents, two sun titans, two alloy mirrors. It's gonna make your. It's gonna make it even easier for you to go infinite. Two magistrate yeah. scepters, for God's sakes. <laughs> so here's what I like about it. Uh, two magistrate scepters wouldn't really do anything though, because you need all not, the mana. Yeah, it, well, yeah. yeah, you have to pay for. But you got the grim. You got the grim. Uh, you got the infinite grim uh, monolith. There you yeah, go. Yeah. So here's what I like about this card. I mean, the card is insanely powerful. Um, it kind of is like a commander staple. I don't know why you wouldn't run it in decks. But if you want to argue, you know, is it doing anything directly that the deck wants? I would say this is perfect because the two is just another of our commander's effects. We need more of those. Sure. And then the last ability directly correlates with my commander because it costs four mana. So, exactly. yeah, b- big fan. And I actually don't think I run that many legendary stuff in the deck. Like, maybe so. a handful in here um, that are legendary. So I'm really never going to have to worry about legendary rule with the permanent thing. Because that would be something I would worry about myself. Because I'd be like, oh, right. let's get all these cool, overcosted commanders that no one would ever play. Because uh, this chick can make them good. So. Exactly. Well, hey, great job, Tuck. Thank you. I was really proud of the Magistrate Scepter bit. um, And then it all kind of went downhill from there. But anyways, (laughs) gave me some options. 
Well, guys, thanks for making it until the end. And if you enjoyed it, please uh, leave a five-star review, subscribe, um, you know, hit any type of notification on whatever platform you're consuming us on. And if you'd like to get a hold of us and maybe even ask questions about this deck, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. I'll spell out except for the five. Big Tuck, did someone pass away? No, not that I'm aware of. Uh, so it, it looks like the Amber and Johnny Depp thing is finally coming to a head. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm at Big at Big Tuck tweeting on the interwebs, but there was a very momentous interwebs moment. I threw my hat in the ring about a ruling, and not only was I correct, but Sir Brian came out of the shadows to confirm that I was correct and didn't say anything bad about me. He didn't publicly defame <laughs> me, so it was a real winner. That is a real winner, right? You guys can also follow uh, any updates about the channel at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Um, we will have this posted on our website, cmdtower.com slash bnbe141. Basically, just type in Coalition Relic, Mana Echoes, Dragonkin Berserker, tower.com. Now we do have a great patron community, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We'd really appreciate anything you could do to support us over there. And if you're already an existing patron member... Anyone that you join, have them message us, and we'll be sure to hook you up with some free swag for referring. Now, we do have a great store, cmdtower.com slash merch. Tuck, we're going to check you to see if you're listening. Is it up? No, I am trying to update it while we were working on it, literally tonight, and they're still having problems. So, But hey, if you guys need anything from there, just DM us and we'll take care of you. Now, uh, the thing that Tuck does have on his mind is abyssproxyshop.com using code CMDTOWER for 10% off any playtest cards he needs. And guys, I just worked it out with them. We're going to be doing a little giveaway here. Oh! Uh, and that will be happening on July 11th to culminate our Christmas in July. Let's just say uh, my favorite card, Murder. Tuck's favorite card, Elspeth Sun's Champion. Oh! A Poison oh, Counter, a Command Tower, and a Soul Ring will be a few play tests will be uh, given away. I, that's what you were asking about earlier? I thought you were, yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to go with Dreadhorde uh, uh, Invasion. Uh, he, the one he had wasn't very impressive, so I was like, yeah, uh, let, let's, let's get something that's a little bit more fun. Sure. I do like, I do like me some Elspeth. All right, Tuck. Well, we got a couple things to talk about. First, it's the very first episode of Ghost of Dex Pass. But then also, how do you think we did with flashback loss to Tappy Tap? I like this deck way better. And and I'm not sure. And I love this format. I think this is great. Um, it's something fun. Like, I wish we would have thought about this a while, a while back, but say la vie. Uh, I think this deck is going to be, it's not going to be as good. I don't feel, potentially, right? But I think that this gives you a lot more things to do. And I think this deck is really going to enable you to do your sort of solitaire um, updates, uh, playing on other people's turns and having like a lot of options, which I think is like how you like you. I think you really like that, like mental, like check and chess of being like, OK, I have, I have to like, do I do this now? Do I do this later? Sure. Like, what's the time to do? So I think this I think this deck will ultimately be more enjoyable for you. But after I it doesn't matter to me. Right, like I, I, I. That's how I feel. But I'm really interested. Do you feel like you? Do you feel like you? Where do you? Where do you feel you landed on this? You know, I don't really know. Um, I think the thing that I'm struggling with is we talked a lot about Magical Christmas Land, whole lot of yeah. Magical Christmas Land, and uh, I think what I'm going to have to do, I think I'm going to have to net play this a lot, yeah, um, to get a feel for it because. There's so much uncertainty, like, in this deck. And, like, 
how I can do different effects and you know, I got to figure out which creatures had like the sacrifice ones and which ones sure. are maybe a little way too overcosted and could an enchantment do it better. And I just lose out on having a body for something. Um, I, I think probably the sweet spot for this deck is 20 creatures, 18 mm, creatures. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're mainly getting damage through tokens is kind of how right, I see right, it. Right. Um, so I, I, but I'll say this from when you and I talked yesterday and I was very down on it. To now, I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think the magistrate scepter is going to open up a whole new, a whole new path for you in this. I think that's going to be oh, the baby. new, the new hotness on on this one. Well, and it's so funny because I actually added in enlightened tutor to the list because right. I was like, okay, I already have mystical tutor in here. I need to get enlightened tutor because when I need a tutor for mana echoes or intruder mm-hmm. alarm to like win the game, I need to be able to do it. Now I have another one that I can go target. There you go, three one card win cons. Well, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, and as always, stay sweaty.